Hey, this is Pastor Joaquin G. Molina from Spring of Life Fellowship, and I want to welcome you to our podcast. I hope you're encouraged with this message and you stay the course to change the world. God bless you. Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for your word that continues to serve as a lamp unto our feet and minister to our lives as the bread of life. You have said that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So, Lord, the table has been set, and it is provided for. There is a banquet table set for your people in the presence of our enemies. Allow us to sit in the place that you designated. Allow us to be satisfied and quenched with the provisions of your faithfulness in our lives. Thank you for good health. Thank you for the expressions of work, of employment, of endeavors that are our responsibilities to steward with faithfulness that there would be bread in your house, that there would be provisions for your people. We pray that you would align us with your purpose and that we would be about the Father's assignment doing the will of God, which is good, perfect, and acceptable. Allow us to be focused in our spirit to be attentive to your word. And that when the people in the world ask, where are these and who are these and why is this going on? They will say amongst the nation, these are the planting of the Lord. This is the righteous seed of God in heaven that flourishes in fruitfulness. Allow us to be about your assignments in 2021 and allow us to jump on the highway of holiness. During 2021, there will be a pathway of holiness that will have the full provisions of God's fruitfulness and flourishing without sorrow, without heartache, O God. You will deliver your people in a mighty and glorious way. We want to escape and find the route that's provided for us in the time of temptation. You have promised always to provide a a path of rescue and a way of escape to not... Fall, pray to that which will befall the earth. We pray, Father God, that your people might be delivered, that we would be part of the church that you are building and the gates of hell will not prevail against your church. We declare ourselves to be washed by the blood of the lamb, to be the redeemed of the Lord, to be the house of God, to be the body of Christ, the bride of Christ. Lord, you said that you will present for us glorious garments without stain, without wrinkle, white linen, righteous acts. Allow us to be champions, the head and not the tail in 2021. Allow us to be the source and the resource of all your provisions to those that are needy, Lord. Bless your people and prosper them so that we might be about your affairs this year. And so let your word be a good seed planted in good hearts that will bring forth a glorious harvest of incredible fruit for your glory. Prosper your word in our lives. 
and allow it, O oh God, to be a lamp unto our feet. Let it be a double-edged sword that would penetrate the depth of our spirit and divide between the soul. We pray, O oh God, that you be glorified today in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. So our expectation continues to be in Revelations eleven fifteen. We have said it for a long time. When everything is said and done, all the kingdoms shall become the kingdom of our Lord. Everything that is in the landscape will go to God, and I want to say will be subservient. What's that mean? It means every knee shall bow and every tongue, I don't care if it's Woody Allen, who is an agnostic, an atheist, an unbeliever, a cynical, crude, wicked man who has no revelation of things, he shall be subject, his knees will bow, his tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord for the glory of our Father, so that all the kingdoms shall be the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign as the king of glory forever and ever. And it doesn't matter, and we've seen this in the landscape of biblical history, that there are Goliaths, that there are Pharaohs, they are the enemies of God that stand up and they, they discredit and they speak evil of God, they speak evil of God's ways, they cause doubt that happened in the garden. In the garden, the devil says, is it true that God says you shall not eat? And he tries to thwart and distort the message of God. But the message of God for God's people is that God wins hands down. God shall prevail. He shall triumph. He never gives up. He never loses. He never lets down. He never gives up or gives in. He's never shaken. He's never unsettled. That's why when you're founded in Christ, and that's what the Bible says, those who hear the word of God and does what the word of God says, their foundation is immovable. It doesn't matter if the winds blow and the floods rise and the rains fall. Nothing shall happen to those that are founded upon the rock. There's going to be a lot of sandcastles that we see that they look very nice. They look to be impressive. They even boast and they say that, look, they didn't need God. And in one second, everything comes to a crash. When the rains fall, the floods rise, and the winds blow, great ruin befalls the wicked. And so we have no doubt in that regards. Um, God's strength is sufficient, and his intensity could be tapped into to provide a way of escape and to lead us to a high road. He has higher thoughts, and you could do that. A lot of people are... are I say it all the time, they're sucking the gutter. Their thoughts are earthly. They're, they're listening on an earthly plane. We have decided to reach up there to the plans of God for our life. And so we saw that on Wednesday in Isaiah chapter 35. I want to say this, verse 1, in a place of desert, in a place that's a dry land, in this wasteland, uh, there will be gladness for those and rejoicing for those that sit to blossom as a rose so it doesn't matter how 
much drought and desperation is in the world, it's not going to befall us. Verse 2 says, we will blossom abundantly. And the song of rejoicing will be there for God's people. Uh, Psalm 91 says, a thousand will fall at your right hand, ten thousand at your left. It's not going to touch us because we are under the shadow of the most high God. We're the ones that take refuge under his feathers. Even with joy and singing, the expressions of the glory of Lebanon shall be given to these people. The excellence of Carmel and Sharon, they shall see the glory of the Lord and the excellency of our God. For generations in my family, uh, our grandparents decided they, weren't, they didn't have an appetite for the glory of God. They, they went for the glory of this world. And so we would be the first generation saying, God, we want to see it your way. We already saw how it went for our forefathers. It didn't go well. Um, Joshua says, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. We're not, we're not going to serve the idols as our fathers did on the other side of the sea. So these that decide to take this pathway of blossoming and flourishing, verse 3, we will encourage the exhausted. We will strengthen. We will, listen, everywhere I go, I have a word of encouragement to those that are around me. Yesterday I went to have breakfast with my wife and we saw a young family there and we encouraged them. Listen, make sure you take care of your family. Here's a book called What is a Man? Give them a copy of my book. You have a beautiful family so that you could be a champion as a husband and a father. And the woman was like, thank you. Thank you. Why? Because we're the ones that strengthen the weak. That's your assignment this year. Quit listening to these commercials that give you a million reasons why you're going to have arthritis. Why you're going to have erectile defunction. Why you're going to have all these commercials. All they do is unload upon you the, the cares and the worries of the side effects of suicide and depression and by the time you finish listening to an afternoon of advertisement, you don't know if you have arthritis, if you're depressed, or you're suicidal. But there is good news in the gospel of Jesus Christ that it will take you to be the strengthener of those that have weak hands and the one who makes firm those of feeble knees. The people that don't, man, you get around with people who encourage, and now you're ready to fight the battles of the Lord. And that's why God doesn't want any cowards on his team. They're the first to go into the lake of fire. Any coward, let them stay home. But those who will fight the battles of the Lord, let them be at the forefront. Let them take the land knowing who fights for them. I, I have a passage here I want to read in 2 Chronicles 20, 12. When Jehoshaphat is surrounded by vast armies that are coming to destroy him, he says, our God... Aren't you going to judge these wicked people? The answer is yes. Is God going to judge the wicked? Yes. Don't even blink an eye at that. He's going to come against them. For we have no power. This is what Christians feel sometimes. We have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us. 
Have you ever taken inventory of everything that surrounds us that says, no, you're not going to see God's mercy? To be able to pray like this man prayed, God, are you not going to confront the challenges and my enemies? Do you see that we have nothing to be able to withstand the great multitude that's coming against us? Nor do we know what to do. We won't even know where to begin. But this is the legacy of God's people. Ready? But our eyes are upon you. See that? You're telling God, I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm not distracted. I'm not discouraged. I'm watching God because God's about to do something. And so we learned in 2020, we said 2020 would be a year of excellence. We found out that we were able to observe the excellence of God. That he doesn't need anything to be working to save his people, to deliver, to provide, to be faithful. And so this is what I want the church to do in 2021 Say, Lord, I'm surrounded on every side. I don't even know what's going to happen. I don't know what to do. But my eyes are upon you. I'm going to look at your faithfulness. I'm going to look at your glory. I'm going to look at your excellence. And that's what it's talking about in Isaiah 35. As we continue to read, we encourage the exhausted. We make the staggering knees firm. We say, verse 4, Isaiah 35, 4, we say to the anxious to the ones that do not have the peace of God, Isaiah 35, 4. We will say to those that are anxious and fearful and faint-hearted, be strong. Do not fear. Behold, your God will come with vengeance, with the recompense of God. He will come and he saves so we already are way ahead on this. We know who saves. Jesus saves. We know what it says in Acts 4.12, that there's no other name. Listen to me. Spring of Life is a very nice church, but it doesn't save. And the vision of changing the world is powerful, but it doesn't save. There is salvation in nothing other. There's no other name under heaven given to man by which they must be saved it's Jesus. Jesus saves and our salvation is from the Lord. And in verse 4, when we're telling people not to fear because God will come and save, the name is Jesus. There is no greater name. And that is the name in which we do all things. Like what? Verse 5, Isaiah 35, 5, open the eyes of the blind. If you cannot see that Jesus saves and what that means, ask God to open your eyes. The reason we live the way we do is because we've seen something different. This salvation in Christ opens up your spiritual eyes to judge spiritual things, to walk in a spiritual direction. I cannot stand how man chooses to quote philosophers that do not have their eyes open. I mean, the blind have something because they, they feel their way, but the people who have seen stuff, like Job says, I, I once heard, but now my eyes see. There's a big difference when your eyes are opened and when your ears are 
unstopped. I feel bad for some people that don't understand the call of God for their lives. As a husband, as a father, as a leader of a family, a leader of a community, how they are walking towards destruction. Jesus said it like this. It's like the blind leading the blind. They both fall in the pit. So I see all manner of leaders that are blind as a bat. They cannot see. They cannot judge. They cannot lead people. And so God is saying that in his spirit, in his salvation, eyes will be opened, ears will be unstopped. Verse eight, uh, 6, the lame will leap like a deer. That's what he told Habakkuk. Habakkuk says, I will, I will run up the mountain. He's given me the feet of deer to be able to sustain uh, the heights of the purposes of God. I will have the... The tongue of the dumb, the, the, the ones that cannot speak, will be singing. For the water shall burst forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. This is all describing this pathway. Verse 7, even in the desert place where we're seeing parched ground, we're going to see pools. Thir in a thirsty land, springs of water, inhabitation of jackals and rebellious, cynical unbelievers where each lay. Uh, there shall be grass with reeds and rushes where the waters replenish and make things flourish. Verse 8, I love this verse. There will be a highway there. This pathway and road shall be called the highway of holiness. So 2021 for spring of life will be a pathway above the earthly mindset, a life in the spirit. I, I, I could walk into some business establishments and I put on my infrared spiritual glasses and I just take a look at the landscape and I can warn godly men they want your head on a plate. I said that last year. I had a visit to a man. And the Lord says, go and tell him this is his last call. So I went to his business and I said, the Lord is calling you in your prosperity. The Lord is calling you in your blessing. Why are you come when you get stripped of everything of honor and prosperity in your life? Why when God blesses you with prosperity and, and, and influence and puts you in a place of authority, why the devil, like he did John the Baptist, the greatest man who's ever lived in the New Testament, Jesus says there's no man ever greater born of a woman than John the Baptist. And we know in the New Testament that his head was requested on a platter by a Jezebel woman and her daughter who were dancing before Herod. And so they said, I'll give you anything up to second place in my kingdom. And she says, I want the head of John the Baptist. So that's what the devil wants with your head. And in your prosperity, in your favor and blessing, you don't listen to God. You don't serve God. You don't have your infrared spiritual glasses and scoping out the demons 
how they are calling you into the slaughter. Um, if you are on the highway of holiness, the Bible says, nothing unclean shall be in this pathway. The unclean shall not be on this highway of holiness, but it shall be whoever walks the road, although he's a fool, shall not go astray. doesn't matter how distracted you can become if you're on if you're living a life on the spirit you will not fall short of God's purpose and I love this verse Isaiah 35 8 because for a long time uh, I considered myself with the tendency to be foolish and the promise was even if you were a fool in Spanish it says por mas torpe que sea no se extraviará, which means it doesn't matter how awkward you are, uh, you're not going to go astray. You're not going to be able to miss what God has for you. Verse 9, he says, no lion will be there. The devil is roaring, going about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour, but he can't devour those that are in the spirit. Nor shall any ravenous beast, wicked expression that devours Birds, there's a whole bunch of vultures seeking dead meat all across Dade County this weekend. Um, those will not be there because there's nothing dead on that highway of holiness. These birds come after the infested, corrupt things. It shall not be found there, but the redeemed. And I want to share with you, if you didn't know that, in Christ we have been redeemed. We have been washed. We've been included in those that shall be saved, they shall walk there. And that's the provision of God. The redeemed shall walk there. Verse 10, and the ransom of the Lord will return and come to Sion. And there's going to be shouts of everlasting joy. There's going to be singing of jubilee on their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness because sorrow and the effects of loss sighing shall flee away and so that is the word of the Lord for 2021 and we want to bring this in to the mindset of practical wisdom and here in John chapter 3 verse 5 I assure you most solemnly if you're not born of the water and if you're not born of the spirit you won't be able to participate on the highway of holiness. Um, you need to press into the spirit. Those of you that are having fellowship, listen, I love for Spring of Life to have pools of fellowship. But if it's in the flesh, you're going to fall just like the world falls. If your gathering is not one of being admonished and lifted up in the spirit, you're just perpetuating what would happen in the world. The Bible says that that which is born of the flesh, verse 6, is flesh. If your fellowship is a carnal gathering, it doesn't matter that you say you go to spring of life or that you're a Christian or that you carry a Bible. If you're walking in the flesh, if your marriage is in the flesh, if your family is in the flesh, if you have fellowship in the flesh... You're going to have flesh, but that which is born of the spirit is spirit. And Paul says, even if I know Christ according to the flesh, I don't want to know him. 
I don't want to know a good person. I want to know a spiritual person. I want somebody who challenges me in my spirit. I don't want to get together and watch Harry Potter with a Christian. I don't want to get together and, and, and do what the world does just because people are Christian. Because if you sow to the flesh, you will reap from the flesh. And that which is born of the spirit will become spiritual. Um, bring that to another level. Verse 7, do not be surprised. Jesus says, do not marvel that I say to you, you got to come to a different plane. You must be born again. And then he describes this born again experience. Verse 8, the wind blows where it wishes and you hear its sound, but cannot tell where it's coming from. That's how it is to live a life in the spirit. You have to see. You have to feel the winds of the Spirit of God. And some of you guys are moving on the flesh fast and furious, and you're missing out the Spirit. Your union is not one of spiritual unity. So I want to talk about a life in the Spirit real quick, and then I'm going to finish up. But a life in the Spirit births two things. A life in the Spirit brings forth, listen, love and unity. If you're not in the spirit, you can never attain to love and you can never attain to unity. The opposite is selfishness and isolation. You cannot, listen, it's impossible for us to be the church unless we walk in the spirit. And the only reason we've been able to be servants to one another in the bond of perpetual unity, listen to me. The coming together is a result of love that comes because of humility and obedience. You cannot have the love and the unity of God unless you exercise humility and obedience. That's why people leave all the time in the offense, in the arrogance of, I can't believe I've been offended. A lot of people will, we become isolated. I, I've, I've seen this over a 23-year period. Pastor, I wish I was still in church, but I got offended. I lost my unity with the body of Christ. I, my heart has hardened. I can't walk in love no more. Uh, my love has grown cold because of the lawlessness, because of everybody going haywire. I want to share this, this, ver this verse, 1 Corinthians 16, 13. Make sure you stand firm in your faith. Be on your guard. Stand guard, stand fast. In faith, be brave and strong. These attributes of Christian character are only possible if you're on guard, if you're standing firm, if you're in the faith, if you're brave and you're strong, it's because of verse 14. You have done all things with love. You want to become a snowflake Christian that falls apart, doesn't hang on, loses your faith, is shipwrecked? Lose your love. Lose your repellent to selfishness. Once you become selfish... You no longer are walking in love. You're no longer a Christian. You're no longer strong. You're no longer faithful. You're not standing firm. You've lost your love. You're, you're distancing yourself. Unity falls apart 
the bond, the perfect bond of unity is love. The perfect super glue to make sure you never lose your connection with the body of Christ is to allow your love to increase. And when your love increases, your service will increase. Look what it says here in Philippians 1.27. Let your lives be led in a manner worthy of the gospel. Let your life show that the gospel is real. So that whether I come to see you or I don't show up, I may hear of your life that you stand strong in one spirit, in one mind, together in the faith of the... The the one spirit, one mind of unity is because of the gospel of Christ. And that comes, a unit, love and unity, love and unity. This, this year, this highway of holiness is I'm going to love God's people more. I'm going to love, I'm going to allow the love of God to be an expression of my life. This will cause me to be joined to my brother. I could sit down with some people and all they do is criticize. Hey, so-and-so this, so-and-so that, so-and-so. And the more you criticize, brother, the more you are being distracted and distanced from your brother in love. Where the multitude of love covers, love covers the multitude of faults. I could see through the love of God and I cherish my brothers, my sisters, my family, the church. I'm not going to allow the the devil to to supplant those things that break up. Philippians 2.1, he says, if we have anything in Christ, if Jesus did anything... If there's any consolation in Christ, if, if really Jesus has done something in my life it, that brings comfort, if I have any connection with the Spirit, if the Spirit is in my life, if Jesus is in my life, verse 2, then it will show forth in having the same love being of one accord and one mind. I know when the love of God is flowing. I know when Christ is in my heart, the Holy Spirit is there because I all of a sudden become part of his people. I become part of those he's cleansed with his blood. I begin to be joined, knitted. It's an inseparable existence. When the Spirit of God is upon you, when Jesus is alive, you are one mind and one spirit with his people. Um, I'll, I'll get to it now. I, I guess let's just go to verse 3. Don't do anything out of selfish existence. If there's ever a decision you're going to make and it doesn't involve the unity and love of his people, it's not from God. I'll get an amen somewhere on the internet. I'll get an amen on the internet. If unity and love is not the expression of your Christianity, I would suggest you try again. Because the fruit of the maturity of those that are in Christ is the love of God, the love of others, and that causes you to come to be in unity so you serve one another. If your faith is strong, if you're standing fast, there's going to be an outward flow of a life that concerns your brethren. 
So what's the opposite? Selfishness. In the last days, men will be lovers of themselves. They're going to be walking worse and worse. Romans 16, 17. Brothers and sisters, keep your eyes on those that are not loving in union, that are not serving in humility and obedience. I urge you, mark those who cause separation and offense. The ones that are bringing up controversy and conflict and critique, contrary to the doctrine you have learned, avoid these people. Have nothing to do with the ones that are challenging your love for the worst. Who do you need to love if it's not the worst? Who do you need to be joined to if it's not the one who needs your strength and encouragement? And so verse 18 says, stay away from these people, avoid them. Why? Because they don't have, the, they don't serve the Lord Jesus Christ. They don't have the spirit of God. They serve their own interests. They try to convince you with words that are um, flattery, speech of deception, trying to deceive the simple hearted. They're trying to isolate unity, love. Um, we come to love and, uni and unity through humility and obedience. 1 Peter 1.22, since your souls have been purified because you have decided to walk in obedience, you obey the truth through the spirit in sincere love for the brethren. Love one another fervently with a pure heart. Listen, those of you that have made it your custom to not be attuned with the body of Christ. Your whole life has nothing to do with the local church, with your brothers and sisters in Christ. You might want to check your inventory again because Jesus is coming back for his church and not for isolated, distanced, selfish people. That's not going to happen. You might need some purification in your soul through the tribulation. It might be that when your head is being cut off, it might be when you are being singled out as a Christian that that's when your faith will be perfected. That's when your obedience will be lined up. That's when your humility will see, be seen. John 13, 35, everyone will know that you belong to me as a disciple because you have love for one another. Again, we're saying that 2021... What needs to distinguish your, your walk and your life is that you care for others that are in Christ, your love for one another. And throughout the Bible, there's all manner of love one another, love one another, love one another. Don't do anything out of selfish existence and ambition, but walk in humility. Regard others as more important than you. Philippians 2.3, put value on others higher than yourselves. Let each value others better than himself. Give more values. Uh, there's a Christian strand going around, Acts 17, 21, where Christians think that if they know things and more new things, that that makes them closer to God. No, you're a Greek and a foreigner who spends your time doing nothing else but telling or hearing something new. So the people that are moved in these days by hearing the latest revelation, the latest teaching, the latest prophecy, the latest this, the newest that, the, oh, pastor, I'm hearing somebody on the, listen, 
God is looking for your love and unity with the brethren, not for your knowing a new thing. Your knowing a new thing and hearing a new thing gets you nowhere in 2021. It's being able to bring yourself to love and be joined in union with the brethren. This is called a spirit-filled life. A spirit-filled life is love and unity in humility and obedience. If you could just repeat that a thousand times. God in 2021 is looking for a people who walk in love and unity through humility and obedience. There's things that are going to come against these things. Everything that comes from hell wants to break, make your love indifferent, become cynical, and, and you, you never are able to come to the knowledge of truth. The Bible says ever learning they keep on teaching you, teaching you, teaching you. You've gotten every discipleship class that there could be. You got level one, two, three, four, and 500. You have been on steroids of calculus and quantum physics in the spiritual realm, yet you love nobody. You continue to be selfish. All your decisions are about you. You trample the spirit of grace. You have no unity. You have no humility. You have zero obedience. A life in the spirit. It's a life of the fruit of unity, the fruit of love, the service in humility and obedience. 1 Thessalonians 5.11, therefore, my brethren, make sure you're around people to encourage them, to comfort them, to edify one another. How will you edify one another if you're not in proximity just as you are doing? Colossians 3.16 you begin to teach and admonish one another. Let the word of God come into you in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another through psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Be able to walk in this character. I want to define this character real quick and I'm done. The character Christ is looking for in 2020 Listen to all these things and you work on them. That you would be of an impeccable character of integrity, above blame, not self-willed, not presumptuous, not arrogant, not being quick-tempered and quarrelsome, not being given to drunkenness, Alcohol, drugs, not violent, not hot-tempered, not greedy for gain, not putting, making money at the forefront of every conversation you have with everyone. Hospitable, give of what you have. A lover of good things, sober-minded, you govern and have self-control. You're a man of prayer. You're apt to be teachable. You manage your home with excellence. Not someone who is a new recent convert. 
You grow in maturity. You're well thought of. You have a good reputation on outsiders. I I love when somebody has a good reputation. Whoever you talk about that person, they're like, yeah, I know him. And since I know him, that life has influence and it opens doors. Not, listen, I know him and please don't call him back. Please don't, don't ask me anything in the name of that person. Someone who is able to be of good reputation, thought well by outsiders, holding firm to the word. Jesus has a couple of issues, and I think they should be our issues. In Revelations 2.4, I have this against you. You have left your first love. This year, 2021, is for some of you to go back to the basics. Go back to your first love when you were expressing your service to the brethren, when you were joined and united as one, when you were walking in humility and obedience. You left that because you got stronger and you got bigger. Verse 5, wherefore, remember where you've fallen from. If you don't have a vibrant and fresh Christian walk, I suggest you start from zero. Like he says here, remember from where you've fallen, repent and do the first works. Go back to where it all started and begin to honor and to walk in a manner that's an example to other believers. Or else I will come quickly and remove you from the lampstand that is the church. Unless you repent, unless you go back. Revelations 3.15, I know your works. You're straddling the fence. You're neither hot nor cold. I can't figure you out. I can't find where your affections are. They should be upon me, but they are watered down. And so now you have many lovers. I wish that you were hot or cold, that it would be defined. If you were cold, I could get you warm. And if you were hot, you would impact the nations. Verse 16 But because you are neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. This is, I think that the gospel has to go back to the place of it's black or white, not 50 shades of gray. Because we have come to a world of, what's that called when you are relative? Well, it depends where I don't, listen, it doesn't depend. Either you're on fire for God or you have become stale and you've lost your fervence. I love what it says in Hebrews chapter 6, verse 12. It says, make sure you're not sluggish. Make sure you're not spiritually dull, but imitate those who are walking through faith, inheriting the promises of God through patience. We know that God will fulfill his promises. I'm not going to be sluggish or spiritually dull. I want to be fervent and on fire. I want to know what it says in Psalm 75, 6. Promotion neither comes from the east or the west nor from the south. The exaltation in 2021 is not you pursuing your tail. Why? Because promotion, verse 7, comes from the Lord. God is the judge. He decides to put one down and exalt another. 
what has happened in our church in 2020 was nothing short of miraculous. God gave us grand favor and promoted all of our families in a supernaturally uplifting way. He decided in the season where nothing was going on, he would promote us to other levels of promotion. And that brings joy. In these last days, we're being assaulted as men. Manhood is being attacked. So we have a strong ministry towards men. The evil spirits will unleash the spirit of Jezebel that will castrate men from taking leadership positions. 2021 will not be a short of spiritual deception and attack on identity. When pornography, homosexuality, and the transgender wave of debauchery is in full force and celebrated, the things we have against them is that it strikes straight at the identity of men and women. So if the devil's able to change and deceive your identity, you cannot know who you are and you cannot come into the things God has for you. When he attacks and assaults the family, it's the same thing. He's attacking legacy. Sexual perversion attacks identity. The assault on family attacks legacy. So the kingdom of God is strong and suffers violence. But courageous men will fight these battles. And we're taking them on headstrong against the spirit of Jezebel. And boy, is this witch loose on the scene. Matthew 13, 22. He who received the seed amongst the thorns is he who hears the word. Those of you that have heard the message of spring of life, it's right on. And the reason why you're not advancing is because the, it's fallen in a thorny heart and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness, deception of riches choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. So you should have been at another level at this stage of life. But you're not because you allowed the cares of this life to steal from you the life of God and the deceitfulness of wealth. You thought that you're going to be better off with a lot of money. And so the, the work of God in your life has become unfruitful. There's no flourishing. Philippians 4, 6, I'm going to finish with this. 2021. While it will be a time of great anxiety and worry for many people, the Bible tells us for us to be anxious for nothing. What's that mean? Do not let the climate and atmosphere of those that are off the highway of holiness to come upon you. But in everything, we will pray. It'll be a year of prayer, of supplication and thanksgiving. Letting our requests be made known to God. That's where everything is set in its proper course. So, Father, we pray your blessing upon Spring of Life, upon the families and friends to our ministry. Allow this year to be a year of great flourishing, a great encouragement, great prosperity and protection, that you, the blood of Jesus would be upon our families, upon the stewardship of our wealth and our income and streams of revenue, Allow us this year to buy property, to build a building, and to have our own. We pray for your provision in a supernatural way, Lord. We pray that we would rejoice 
that there would be singing and shouts of joy and peace for those who walk in the spirit. Father, that we not be bewitched, having started in the spirit, try to attain the promises of God in the flesh. That we not be earthly and carnal and that we not contrive diabolical schemes of deception, of selfishness, and of a cold heart. Allow us to be warmed in your spirit. Fan the flames of our spiritual devotion to you to be seen across the landscape of America and in the nations of the world. This we pray in Jesus' name and all the people of God say amen, amen, and amen. God bless you. Happy New Year. See you on Wednesday. We will have the Lord's Supper on Wednesday, and we will bless you during your 21-day Daniel fast starting tomorrow. Love you. God bless you.